0: Insights, solutions, and networking all come together at RSA Conference. Join a global cybersecurity community at rsaconference.com forward slash ITSP MAG24. Either we are there or not, ITSP Magazine still gets the best stories. CrowdSec, the collaborative and open source cybersecurity solution. Analyze behaviors, respond to attacks, and share signals across the community for free. Let's make the internet safer together. Learn more at CrowdSec.net. EdgeScan offers continuous vulnerability intelligence as a service, accurately identifying vulnerabilities and exposures across the full stack. All threats are verified by cybersecurity experts, providing exploitable risk and remediation guidance, virtually false positive free. Learn more at edgescan.com. Pentera, the leader in automation security validation, allows organizations to continuously test the integrity of all cybersecurity layers by emulating real world attacks at scale to pinpoint the exploitable vulnerabilities and prioritize remediation towards business impact. Learn more at www.pentera.io
1: Marco. Sean. I think we need to uh, threat hunt the uh, espresso machine process. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's co- coffee hunting season. Is it about it's to start? Season. I cannot, I cannot. Every time you talk about thread hunting, I cannot not think about Daffy Duck and.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Bunny and Daffy Duck. And, and Bugs
2: Bunny. Yeah, like open season for, That's for right. ducks, open season for rabbits. And this is open season for what? Thread hunting, A- what? Hackers. Thread, I don't know. <laughs> thread hunting.
3: Thread Right? Yeah. <laughs> one of those weird things about threat hunting though is like everyone seems to say or at least they believe like I should definitely be threat, threat hunting and then you know if I look back hindsight 2020 or, and I back when I first started doing threat hunting I thought that same thing it's like you must be doing it um, and we're gonna we'll touch on all of this but now I'm, I'm I, I kind of have the approach is like should you start threat hunting before you can articulate what exactly your goals are <laughs> And and if the answer is no, then you shouldn't start. And that's like a, that was like a big revelation for myself, like uh, yeah. over over the years. So is is, this it, the,
2: is, it, is it a duck or or a rabbit? Or I think going to
3: the chicken or the well, egg. You have, you have to that's
2: define
1: that's the beauty
3: what you want before you can even determine which came first, right? That's the beauty of this situation that's bestowed upon us because there's no real definition for it. Like no one is saying there's no mandate from NIST to say what it is and what it isn't, right? which kind of got us into this mess to begin with. Like I remember being on a call with three different teams, all of which were threat hunting teams who were doing three drastically different things. And that used to drive me nuts because I was like dead fast in my opinion of like, what is threat hunting? You know, this is what it is. And this is what it isn't. And I think, you know, just like the community in general, we kind of fall into these camps. Right. As I've gotten older, and I'm like, well, why can't they all be right? Like, why? Maybe we should approach this from a different point to say, as long as the org- as long as it matches up with the organization's goals, to say whatever the th- mission of the threat hunt is, then that is a totally fine definition. But if we're not going to define it as an organization first, that's when we get into a mess, right? And what what has been very interesting and what we're going to talk about threat hunting the whole time, but that was like kind of blew my mind about like just the openness of, of how we can approach this problem and really use threat hunting as a tool to accomplish any sort of goal that we really wish to have within an organization, which I think is pretty cool. And already
1: a gazillion questions in my yeah. mind, um, and maybe a gazillion one answers.
3: Which yeah,
1: we're, we're we're gonna understand what I mean there in a second. Um, before I get into any of it, though, I want to uh, introduce folks to our guests because fo- people listening to this, they, they heard a third voice uh, today, and they're like, "Who's that third voice?" It's not just the right. Marco uh, going off on each other here, and it's uh, it's the one and only John Dwyer. From x Force, head of research there. And also this year speaking at Black Hat. And just a quick note that this is part of our event coverage for Black Hat and DEF CON where we we're on uh, chats on our road chats on the road to uh to Las Vegas and uh and everything that comes along with Hacker Summer Camp. This being one of them, John has a session uh and it's called Open Threat Hunting Framework. Uh, enabling organizations to build, operationalize, and scale threat hunting. And you you kind of, if you're listening thus far, you kind of got the point that there are many definitions perhaps uh, for what threat hunting is and why it matters. Uh, so let, let's um, start, John, with your role, what you're up to, how you arrived in that uh, position, and and how this particular session came to, uh, came sure. to be at Black Hat
3: sure thank you yeah we totally just uh, interjected we like went right mid conversation <laughs> <laughs> and we so, started with coffee and over, nobody knows over over the time medicine. i have been repeatedly described as having golden retriever syndrome so like I just like go out there and I'll be like, We're gonna be best friends now, right? And I'll just like <laughs> exactly like this, I'll just interject myself like we were right in the middle of a conversation. And we we so,
2: love it because we yeah. we're famous for not having any script. So yeah, that's totally oh, good. good by us. So
3: let's come on, let's jump rip in a bit. Yeah. Um yeah, so my role and how I got into this role is actually, you know, I've, I've done pretty much anything and everything within IT, like I started from the bottom, you know, like I was on the help desk and I've done the whole IT thing and, and went through and got into security and then into research and development. When I joined X-Force, my main mission was to design how would we as a service do threat hunting, right? And when I came into this, I thought I knew what I was doing. I shock shocked when I found out I didn't know anything about how to actually do this. Um so like what it, like when you when you really dig into the problem and you're and you're saying, well I need to threat hunt. I need to find the bad guys and oh I saw this cool thing on on Twitter. Let's let's go threat hunt for that. Right. And then you get lost in this mess of being like, well are you effective or not? Well, well we were doing the cool stuff. And over the years, what I've learned is that, you know, the, the technical capabilities and the technical pieces of threat hunting, uh, when, when set up properly, they're usually the easiest part. And this all kind of like came into the idea of several, several years ago, which I was given a project for this company who got a top down directive to say, we need to start threat hunting. And they bought a bunch of tech. And they made this investment and the security team that was now the threat hunt team was like totally overwhelmed and so they they hired us to come in and stand up a threat hunting program and transition it to them in a year and here i thought this hot shot guy like i've done all the research i knew all the the, the ttps and i was like oh i'm ready to go and then three weeks in I'm like I I am so over my head. I don't understand what this was. And it took that entire time for me to really understand how important the non-technical pieces of an effective threat hunting program there is. And that led me into doing like really get obsessed with like, I want to identify high performers in the industry and I want to start asking them questions to find out what they are doing differently than anyone else to set themselves apart. And, you know, what we're going to be talking at Black Hat there's, there's all these kind of insights to say what were the difference makers into these high performers that I don't think is being covered out there. I think the technical pieces of threat hunting, there's a ton of great people are doing fantastic research and releasing really cool stuff in the terms of the act of finding something bad within a data set. And that's great. The the problem that saw, I saw or I feel like when talking with, clients and they're they're really like, how, how do we start? How do you even start? How do you schedule a threat hunt? Like, would you have any best practices to say like how often you should be looking for something? Do you? What about a staffing model? Like how many people do you need for how often you want a threat hunt, right? And so all these questions started just piling up on me. And I'm like, man, we really need to start writing this down, which is, you know, kind of led us into what we were doing is we saw a a gap in the community and we wanted this to be uh, addressing the community and not the market. So we were very heavy on going to Black Hat and saying, we don't want this to be tied with any vendor. We don't want this to be tied with any particular technology or, or IBM or anything, because there's a lot of knowledge out there that I have learned that through this process, just by talking to other people that I wanna just, we just want to be the, the kickoff point. And I would love for the community to take this up and say, hey, let's really start building a framework. And so any organization, regardless of their size, can start doing threat hunting because there's a lot of value into doing that. And we talk about, you know, the ancillary benefits of doing this kind of activity when you build these processes around it and all the value you can get well, outside of finding evil. I mean, that's great, but there's a lot to it other than that. So I want to go back,
1: John, to something you said earlier, and I'm going to connect it to kind of the opening of your of your uh, session abstract, which is ask 10 questions. You get 11 answers for what threat tending is. And you said, in the voice of someone or something, I want to be a threat hunter. And I guess mm-hmm. my question to you is, who's asking or who's saying I want to be a threat hunter? We need to be threat hunter. I need to be threat hunting. Is it, is it an individual that says our business should, or is it the business saying we need to build a team that does, or we need to find somebody internally that, that can do this for us. What's the history of threat hunting? Is it, I I view it as kind of like a skunk works. We're going to some really smart people with some, some, uh, some crazy ideas go off and, and start to find, threats that maybe aren't uncovered by the sim or is it an organization that's mature that drives us or what, what's the story there
3: well i think a lot of organizations or individuals find it from different areas sometimes it happens as a result of an incident where you know c- controls and security mechanisms had failed organization had an incident and they're like well what we've, we've bought the things like why are we still having incidents and then that was the kickoff to say, okay, we need to address the situations in which, worst case scenario, our protections fail. So we're going to start a threat hunting program coming from that. Other, other, old people come to it from another uh, area, which is say, you know, there is a lot of creative elements into approaching threat hunting as a as a problem or, or new and interesting ways to find, you know, adversary activity within a network, and some folks find that as a better application of their own mind. Like they just enjoy it and they kind of find it and people will talk to us and that's like from an individual basis. And I, it comes from really all over the place. And, and then also the marketing piece, like it, that means in 2018, or yeah, 2016 to 2018, threat hunting was the word, right? And everyone thought, oh, you gotta be doing it. You gotta be doing it without knowing what it is or why they should be doing it. And you know, then then it just like it was like a a, a tumble going down. It was just kept on gaining speed where it just get got more and more murky as like what what are we trying to actually solve here by doing with this word, word threat hunting? Like we could just call it something else, and I don't think it would be so confusing. Uh, so it's it's been interesting to see, but you know, ultimately, you know, it's taught me a lot about you know. The community and, and just people's mindsets and and what's important out there. What is real value to an organization?
2: So uh, I have a question for you. You probably never heard of this before, but so what's threat hunting?
3: Oh, what so you- <laughs> what I, I, love quest- I love this question. I love this <laughs> question because if, if because if 2015 John answer, uh, saw me answer this now, he'd be like, "You're idiot. You're wrong."
2: <laughs> All right, so. so- Let's get to that. So what, what have you I, learned from these del- eleven different definitions? Is there a way oh, to yeah. put it together and, and get re- one, or is really it's more massive, things. or is, maybe <laughs> it's really it, different things? I know.
3: Yeah. So, so my take on this, and what is in the the Open Threat on framework take on it, is that it really needs to be up to the organization to define. The mission of and the goals of threat hunting first, and using that to drive the definition. So if your mission is to, let's say, under, uh, 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 discover adversary actor, uh, activities that have not been detected yet, with that one sentence, right, now you're you're starting to form what your definition of threat hunting is, right? Because you say not be detected yet, which means that you are only going to be focusing on hunting for activities that you don't have a detection for already, right? So you're looking for the gaps already. You're saying I'm looking for adversary activity. Okay, well, that means I need to know what adversary activities are. So I'm looking for activities that are very attributed to what we know to be threat actor groups. And now we're starting to hone in on what our definition is, but we're not using anyone else's viewpoint on it. We're saying, as a business, what's the most important thing to me? I want to build up a team to do X, Y, and Z. And using those parameters, what is going to define what threat hunting is to you? What I what I don't don't like when I look at some of the resources out there when they say like the guide to threat hunting or what the, is that the first thing they do is that they define threat hunting for you. But what if that doesn't fit into the goals and objectives of your leadership, right? And you missed the mark because you went elsewhere. But really, you need to let the, the, the driver, what's important to the organization, that should be driving all of these decisions below, not some person outside of the organization who doesn't know what's important to them. I talked about this like, sorry, one, one more no, kind of... Please, go for it. It's like, I had this conversation with someone who was saying, well, we need to buy EDR to start threat hunting. And I said, do you though? What is, do you though? Now, if what, who says that your biggest threat to your organization will be find an EDR, maybe the biggest threat to your organization is an asteroid coming out of the sky. Maybe that is the biggest threat. And I asked, would that be, Should that be the responsibility of your threat on tv said no and i said why not right because if you think about what you could build a process around is identifying what your threats are identify what data sources are related to those identify how you would detect an asteroid you know budget and all those other things aside but fundamentally you're talking about doing a threat hunt for something that exists outside of cyberspace but the process remains the same and now, because you can make that example, you can see that this approach is way more extensible than just saying, oh, what this is, you're looking for X, Y, and Z, and that's what threat hunting is. And I, I don't think that that can, should be the case anymore.
1: Can I, can I challenge you a bit, John? Sure. Because in, in my simple-minded uh, view, a part of threat hunting is figuring out what th- the threat is as well. Yes. So I may not know that there's an asteroid that I need to go hunt for. I might need to go hunt to find that there's an asteroid <laughs> that I need to be worried
3: about. <laughs> well, first. yeah, absolutely. That's, that's the, the process around threat hunting. We have to address this in in the framework, right? It's like what, what your threat hunt, if you we're talking about your mission, right. And what, what is that's going to be tied to? And you say it's going to be tied to X, Y, and Z, Maybe you go through, you build out your threat hunt process, part of it's identifying, and you, I, you understand that, oh, I'm threat hunting for the complete wrong thing. Maybe I need to go back and change what our mission is and then use that to build upon. But that's totally fine. All of this stuff is fluid. It doesn't need to be set in stone. But you need to uh, but what it should be set in stone is that these fundamental core aspects of my program have a top-down impact, to say, well, if I need to change this, then everything else is interconnected and can adapt to it because we're using the core fundamental parts of like strategic business to drive the rest of the whole program. So I can always go back and change this and that would update everything else below it.
1: Nice. I I love it. And I I presume you get some of that uh, first I'm assuming it's also the first step of kind of connecting the business objective and the leadership objectives to the program, which is then defined by the framework.
3: Yeah. I'm, I learned that when I took one on the chin, when I learned that, <laughs> uh, when I so it was doing, we were doing like a, like an augmentation for threat hunting and they had, they bought, they, you know, I, I always said like, um, it, you know, if you, if you lead with tech with threat hunting, you will fall behind in effectiveness because you're trying to, you're trying to buy a solution for a problem you don't understand yet. This organization did something very similar and they bought, you know, their, their very fancy EDR, great, great tool, right. Didn't have any plan of how they were going to implement it. They went out there and they had like 6,000 alerts a day for a team of five people. And they're supposed to be threat hunting with this, like just noise. And they, all they ended up doing was triaging alerts because they owned the tool. There was no thought behind it. And we came in and we, so we were like, okay, it seems that they want to be alert driven. They have a bigger sock. So what, why, don't we, why don't we use threat hunting to drive automated detection engineering? So we threat like the Google model, you, the, the hunt once, have you guys heard that before? If you hunt once for something, and if you don't find it or you do find it, but whatever it is, then you automate it. And then you don't have to hunt for it again. And you move through this process so that you're always hunting for something. One time it gets shifted over and you're continually adding value. And we adopted that because it seemed to work with their staffing and their technology and went great. So we went from 5,000 alerts down to, basically did a hard reset on all their detections. Not about three a day across 40,000 endpoints. Problem is, no, looking now, I did not tell the leadership that that's what our strategy was. And I got yelled at because they were like, what are you doing? How are you not finding anything? When we only have three alerts a day. You know, you got to be doing something. What are you doing? Right? So that's when I learned, oh, okay. So together we need to craft what our mission is going to be so that we can define threat hunting. And these are our goals of an objective. And then by the end of that year, the Threat hunt team was like the a straight-A kid in school highlighted on all the executive leadership calls, but we changed nothing, nothing about the technical pieces. The only thing that we did was build those core fundamental business parts of it and then approve our communication strategy about it. And we suddenly, they suddenly got funded. Uh, I think they grew by like 400% in staffing. So oh, it-, it was
2: so while we agree that there's different definition based on the needs based on your vertical based on your goals based on everything mm-hmm. then you decide what the tools could be that the right one because if you're giving hammers to everybody then they're just gonna treat everything as a nail right <laughs> just yeah. hammer everything so but apart from the scope the objective and and the tools it are there different frameworks as well? Or you think that, and I'm attaching probably this to your presentation, that there's one basic framework that then works for everything?
3: So the I uh, love that question because the beginning of this, I would have said there, this is meant to be the, the one framework. And in the middle of writing it, what I started to realize is that a better approach was to be finding you know, we, there's always in each one of the modules that we've been calling them for the different aspects of the program, we have an open threat hunt framework version of whatever it's going to be. But then we've also gone through and said, there's a lot of really well-defined frameworks and processes out there that aren't generally associated with threat hunting, but they can be like stuff from itil or, you know, the continuous improvement model and all those things. So each one of our sections, we've said, this is how you could apply this model and this framework to accomplish this state this objective in your framework. And let's do a little example to show how you would apply that to threat hunting. And what I liked about that is because the whole idea is this to be open because I am not, I would never ever get in front of anyone say that I know more than anyone else about threat hunting ever. But what I do have seen is that you know, you gotta, you, you gotta be the first one to step out there to say, I need some help and I want to help others. So we'll learn from my mistakes, but I want to take all of those good thoughts out there, all those good frameworks already, and see if we can't start f- figuring out how to apply them to threat hunting, to help everyone.
1: And there's probably a few different ways to look at that, right, John? I'm, I'm thinking mm-hmm. that you make another point in your, in your, uh, session abstract if you don't like the road you're walking start paving another one and to me that sounds like continuous learning uh, Mm -hmm. perhaps not boiling the ocean but taking taking parts of it and looking looking at each piece and and examining it and what i'm getting to is if somebody's using an itil right maybe they can leverage that because they already have some familiarity that familiarity with that to then boil bake that into a new threat hunting program or they might have a threat hunting program and and use some of the modules that you have in your open uh, yep. framework, but then look at ade- other others that they might, maybe they have peers in the industry that say, I'm looking at this part of the framework and I've gotten success here. They can continue to, to augment their, their, uh, their program in that way. So I'm wondering how, and I don't know if you cover any of this in your session, um, how organizations can, kind of frame the framework, if you will, is it, is it like that? Is it starting with something small? Is it kind of building out the framework and focusing on areas where you know you can succeed or how how do you suggest folks kind of take some of the first steps there?
3: Yeah. So the way that it is constructed, it's meant to be from, it's meant to be taken in two ways. One would be day zero threat hunting, I Googling how to threat hunt person, like I want to start doing this at my business or just doing it personally. And let me walk you through that in like the one year, five year, 10 year, what that what that journey looks like. And these are the things from beginning to end you should do first. So chronologically, it starts with the foundational stuff and it goes operational and through those different businesses into, you know, metrics and how do you communicate metrics and how do you like do a threat hunt briefing and all these kind of different things to walk you through doing it but it's also modular into that. Maybe I already have a pretty good threat hunting program and I don't need someone else telling me how to do, I don't want to use your threat hunting process, but you know what? I really like your idea about how to present my metrics so that they're effective. So I'll just yank that out um, because I can take that and I can apply it to what I already have. So it's meant to be just like what you like, take or leave, use the whole thing. It's meant to be, you know, you can use it as a, a, beginning to end solution or just take pieces of it or maybe add something new i mean that's the idea is like i want as soon as this gets released i can't wait for the people much smarter than me to add their pieces that work really well
2: all right so talking about new um i feel like threat hunting it's you know intelligence we use it in military since Mm -hmm. the beginning of you know hating each other and having wars like you want to Think ahead what could happen. I mean, that's that's a great strength in military strategy. And so it does come down to this insecurity as well. The technology, it's been changing. And that's probably what has been making difference. I'm thinking, you know, spying, you know, in the, the, the technology you give to 007 and so forth. And now we're talking about artificial intelligence. We're talking about data analysis, aggregation, and all of that. How do you see the future of threat hunting be? Is it really gonna be that different, or is it just the tools that are different?
3: So I think that threat hunting is going to have to rapidly adopt to the changing technology landscape because it is it is always going to be, you know, I in my mind, I still think it is a very human operated thing. Like it's a very human element. Computers have not got to the place of identifying patterns in data sets as a human yet, right? So it is one thing that you can do that if you have a good process about that because the, the technology is changing so much as you've got new data sources, new data sources, new data sources, right? And there's always gonna be a lag behind the EDR, XDR, all the, all the DRs to adopt that and build, you know, the technical components to button that hole, right? So you're gonna need to always have humans out in front. And I think that that's going to be like, they're going to be the frontiersmen into, you know, detection and response capabilities in new areas. Like the, you know, OTICS is like those, you know, that's a real thing right, right now. It's like, I don't think, you know, we're just learning how exposed all that stuff is and all the bad things that could happen. But, you know, when you get out there and you're like, well, what tooling can you use? It still remains, you know, humans, very good at it. Technology was not quite there yet. Right. So that's where it's like, that's going to be, I feel like that's going to be a continuation, like the next thing, like, I don't know what's going to be, but the next new technology thing to take over the the planet that somehow adversaries understand that could be used to make money or to, you know, even worse or something like that. I think that threat hunting is going to be that, 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 tool that we have in our toolbox that can adapt to that new environment.
1: I have the answer for the future. Yeah. It's a shared <laughs> library of hunt once. Yeah. The whole community just, once, they, once you hunt it, you, you put it out for everybody else to use. Um, I'm joking a little bit, but maybe there's something there. But what I really want to know is who do you want to join you for your black hat session. Who's going to get the most out of the conversation you have, the presentation you bring and the folks around them that uh, they'll be surrounded by.
3: I really want security leadership and C level. I want like people that can really make moves from an organizational point to come listen to this talk because like I said, it's, there are technical components of it, but there's also a lot of great resources out there. But what I want people to take home from this is, if I am a security leader, I need to understand what effective threat hunting looks like based on what we've observed from the high performers, and how do I enable the people underneath me either with, you know, funding or just time? Like, you could start threat hunting tomorrow. You've already, you know, kind of like you're not putting your people up in a position for success to understand like the values of it the importance of it being a top down driven from a very very high level like real leadership like when i when i talk about leadership it's like really good leaders are fantastic at keeping an organization hyper focused on the mission so and they are able to make many decisions and use their mission and their vision to make sure that the organization is always driving in that direction. And if you do that, like effective leadership, that you can feel that all the way down. If everyone knows where what their goals are, like if we can get everyone watching in the same direction, that's a fantastic thing to see. So I really want leaders to come to understand you don't need to be a technical genius to do this kind of stuff. The best threat hunting shop I've ever seen in my life is led by a woman who, really just doesn't like computers like she doesn't really have a lot of technical skills, but she is a fantastic leader and she is an absolute wizard at creating logical business processes and she runs the best program I've ever seen in my life
1: fantastic and what about the um what about the threat hunting community the the practitioners themselves what's a call to action for them uh, as they as they connect with you that week
3: I want to see, well I would love to, for them to contribute to the project. Um, I know that there's a lot of people that know a lot more about it than I do. Um, so I am putting this out there, you know, stepping out there and saying, this is, this is where we are guys, let's make it better. And, you know, I'm willing to be the person that takes that first step out there to say that I need help. So I'm going to put this out there because I know there's other people that need help. So I really want people to get behind the message of let's, let's do something vendor agnostic and open to help the community at large.
1: Uh, I think there, there's two communities there, leadership and practitioners uh, coming together for this session that John Dwyer is putting on Black Hat. It's on Wednesday, the 10th, 2.30 to 3 local time there. It's a briefing, uh, data forensics and incident response uh, track I'm not mistaken. The session is the open threat hunting framework enabling organizations to build, operationalize, and scale threat hunting. Um, great opportunity for people to come together and uh learn and contribute and and uh make the make the goals of threat hunting possible, right? Whatever they may be. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the twelfth definition is. Right, let's, exactly. That's all uh, aimed to that. So John, phenomenal. Thank you. Uh Thank you for joining. Anything else, Marco?
2: No. Great conversation. I'm just uh, not sure if I'm going to go for rabbits or ducks, but uh, right. you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I just want to invite everybody to stay tuned for many more chats on the road and then actually to keep staying tuned for our live coverage from uh, the fabulous Las Vegas during Black Hat and Def CON. And uh, yeah, we won't threat a hunting, but we we'll have some fun
1: be hunting but not for threats um but uh for those listening there will there'll be links in the show notes to uh John's session and uh any other links that uh, he wants to share i presume perhaps a link to the project as well could be included so stay tuned there for that as well thanks everybody for uh joining us here on chats on the road to black hat and CON. thank you guys